We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. So we just got done with our live stream here, and the Colts have lost another game. They are now starting this season 1-2-1 two, and one after failing to secure any wins against the AFC South. We have now gone four games into the season, had three AFC South opponents, and all three of those games, we failed to win any of them. Cody, uh, we saw some changes throughout, you know, the uh, weeks uh, into this season. The Colts made a change at kicker because of accountability. You know, they benched Danny Pinter because of poor play. Will Fries got his first start of the season. I mean, we're seeing this team still fail to win games. I mean, it seems obviously every a lot of people are going to say we're being too premature, but. I think it might be time that we start seeing some staff changes at some point. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, Derek, like I, I look at this and I'm trying to look at it objectively and it's like, well, the team, you know, they've shown, they showed in this game that they can, they're better than the Titans when they want to be, but when they don't want to be, they're not, you know? So like you look at all the drives the Colts had, that, you know, they were driving um, and then they just do something stupid. You know, they fumble the football or, you know, they don't convert or just some stupid unenforced penalty that puts you in third and long. And it's just at this point, man, like you shouldn't have been down. Number one, you shouldn't have been down all that, you know, in the first half, you know, this team got utterly decimated in the first half. You're down 24 to 10, I believe it was. Um, so there's no reason why, you know, you even had to make that comeback and, uh, unfortunately, obviously you didn't do it. So I just don't know anymore, man. It's been a common trend with this team, you know, throughout the Frank Reich regime, especially it appears the last couple years, this team just doesn't have accountability when it matters, man. Like when you need them to go down and do it, like they didn't do it, you know, again, and they had plenty of opportunities. I mean, the defense kept you in that game, like three, four straight drives and your offense just did nothing with it. You know, and at some point, man, when are we gonna? When are we just gonna like close the door on that narrative that Frank Reich is an offensive genius? Because I don't see it. His offenses have been completely terrible this year. 
Um, when it matters in the red zone, just awful. You know, it's just to the point, man, where it looks like players are just not holding each other accountable again. You know, and at the end of the day, they've changed coach, you know, other coaches. They've changed players throughout the years, but what has been the consistent issue? And it has been Frank Reich. Consistently, Frank Reich has had not had this team prepared when it matters. And here we are again, man, starting out slow. 0 and 3, or I guess, <laughs> what is it? 0 2 and 1 in the division, winless in the division. There's no shot this team wins the AFC South at this point with how bad they're playing. No, no shot. Like, they're playing horrible. This team is playing terrible. And the bad thing is, Derek, the frustrating thing, this team real, really, like, realistically should be a three-win team right now. They should be. Look how bad they've played when it matters in the crunch time. They can move the ball all they want. But at the end of the day, if you come out and you don't play in the first half, every single week this team has not played in the first half, except maybe last week, like, you're not. Even then, no. A good Even team. then, no, they scored. They scored ten points, but or yeah, seven, but no, they, they no, I mean, because they were at the four yard line to start that drive. Yeah, it's just, I just don't know what to do. It. It's almost you almost laugh at the at the just terribleness of this team. It's almost to the point where it's a comedy at this point. It's like you just don't trust that this team will go down and score when it matters, you know. And that's an issue. And you know, it's funny. People say we overreacted, but like, I don't think we're overreacting anymore. This is less of a one-off thing and more of a trend now. And that's scary. That should be scary. So at this point, man, I don't know what the solution is um, beyond what you said, but that's bad, man. And I feel bad for that defense in that second half because they balled out, man. When it mattered, they gave that offense so many chances. But I honestly think the Colts have one of the worst offenses in the league right now. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I don't know what, I mean, it's the same thing every year, right? Like teams really, they start really bad in the first half. Now, I mean, that's weird because I mentioned this last year, Indianapolis last year, the majority of the time scored on their first possession of every single game last year, every single game, almost every game last year, they scored on their first drive whether it be a touchdown or a field goal. I think they said actually 75% of the time throughout the season, they scored on their opening drive. So this offense is not what Frank Reich used to have problems with. This team is like one of the worst offensive teams we have seen from Indianapolis in a long, long time. You might have to go back to like... 2017, I would say. Oh yeah, I mean like... There's a couple of individual performances over the last 20 years. Like you talk about the 2011 season, even this 2017 season, that offense could still score more than 17 points a game on average most of the time. So, I mean, this is bad. This is bad, 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 bad. Like they can't run the football. Uh, Matt Ryan looks atrocious in the first half of every game. Uh, the offensive line can't block in the first half of every game. And then in the second half, when you start getting that momentum, they they fall apart. I mean, you yeah. looked at it just at the end of that game. They had everything going for them. And what happens? Miss one blocking assignment, and then that's it. Game. Because they, because they couldn't protect Matt Ryan for one more damn play. So, yeah, I mean, it's very, very irritating. Uh, it's obvious that, 
yeah, this uh, this team, there needs to be a change on one side of the ball uh, for sure. You know what's and- frustrating too, Derek? I feel like all outside of the running game, obviously, like I felt like all the skilled positions, tight end, wide receiver, they all played well in this game. Yes. Isn't it insanely odd that like the the receiving and tight end positions all played fantastic today. This is what we wanted them to look like. This this tight end group played phenomenal today. Molly Cox, six catches for 85 yards, two touchdowns. The best game he's ever played. Kylan Granson had his best game ever as a pro. Jelani Woods only had one catch, but it was for 33 yards. I mean, it moved the chains. Jelani wasn't getting involved in the end of the game, and I don't know why. But the tight end group was flawless in this game. And then on top of it, Alec Pierce, four catches for 80 yards. Fantastic. Paris Campbell, four catches for 43 yards. He would have had more. He only had five yards on his last two catches because for some reason they wanted to keep running those damn screens, and it didn't work throughout the rest of the game. Paris Campbell played well. Michael Pittman had three catches through the first, like, 20 minutes of the game, Cody, and never got used after. And he couldn't make catches in the red zone. Again, the timing or whatever it was, this team, it's the same thing every time. Red zone, they have never been good in the red zone under Frank Reich. Never. They have never been good at making touchdowns under Frank Reich. And in the red zone. And in the second half, you see a completely different ball team than what you do in the first half. Why can we not play a full 60 minutes of football? And at the end of the day, in the second half, your defense shut out the Titans, man, and you only scored seven points on your first drive. On your first drive. Not executing not calling good plays, not figuring it out. I don't understand how you scored a touchdown and then through the final 23 minutes of that game, you did not score once. I don't understand. It Man, it comes back again. And this has been an issue I've had with Frank Wright coach teams, even when the Colts were making the playoffs. They would shoot themselves in the foot when it matters. And to me, that is poor coaching. That is clearly poor coaching at this point because the talent... While it'd be, you know, we've had issues with, you know, Chris Ballard's approach. I agree. You know, I think we, he definitely deserves to be held accountable here. But more so, it's like this team isn't bad. Like the talent is there for this team. Yes. You know, it's so frustrating because it's like, how do you not score? You know, how do you score only seven points in the second half despite having Matt Ryan throw for over 300 yards? Your receivers and tight ends all play well. It doesn't make any sense. It's just those unforced errors. And at the end of the day, I obviously the players have to execute, but the coaches have to get them prepared, man. They're not prepared when it matters. This team pees down its leg every single opportunity they have to go and do something. And for me, Derek, you know how they talk all about all about you know the great teams, how the great teams do the little things well? The Colts are not a great team because they do the little things poorly. Yes. And that's coaching. That's coaching. The culture that Frank Reich has set there's no accountability when it matters, man. And you can, and it's fine. Like if you do all this crap, you know, if you mess up, it's fine. You're going to get a pat on the helmet. You're fine. No, they need somebody that's going to get after them, man. And Frank Reich, I'm sorry. I have tried to have grace with this guy for years and years and years, but the same issues arise. 
sometimes I think we've even swept it under the rug because the team has been okay, right? They've been playoff contenders. But it started in Jacksonville last year, and it's continuing into this season. And you cannot have a winning football team. You cannot hope to win the division until this guy is out of here. I am sorry, but it is time to move on from this regime, especially the head coach, because the softness of this head coach is now echoing into this team, like even more than it has before. And it's scary, man. It is scary. What's going on, everyone? Just wanted to take a quick moment to talk with you about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportbooks to get the best deal possible. Odds Trader allows you to make bets on almost every major sport. Some of the cool features that I enjoy about Odds Trader is the handicapping options they provide. You get live play-by-play updates. You get live scores and bet tracking on everything that you're doing on the app. Player statistics, key game statistics. You even get projected game day weather reports as well. And the, another great thing about Odds Trader is you get Bet Tracker, which allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activities while you're on the site. I mean, how cool is that? If this is something that sounds like it intrigues you, make sure to go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Chris Ballard has to take some blame for this as well. Absolutely. Uh, And Matt Ryan, yes, Matt Ryan finished the day 27 of 37 for 356 yards, two touchdowns and interception. But like, did it really feel like that, though? Like, did it really feel like he threw for 350 yards? It really didn't. You know, the first half, he looked like he couldn't throw a football to begin with. And, like, in the offensive... So, I'm going to just say a couple things right off the bat. We may end up uh, ex- extending on a few of these videos idea as ideas, but um, I'll say this. We need to get a quarterback, a real quarterback, a franchise quarterback, not a 37-year-old uh, that's on the tail end of his career, that has to stop. That can't change. If Ballard is still here by the end of the season, this is what needs to happen. Quarterback, and you need to invest in some new pieces on this offensive line. Because his offensive line is atrocious. Uh, the, Matt Pryor's not cutting it at left tackle. Ryan Kelly's not cutting it at center. Your right guard situation is a mess. I mean, there's a lot of issues there right now. And Every single position. It's weird. Yeah, maybe left guard, but Quentin Nelson didn't look great today. So Quentin like, Nelson did not look great. He had one bad, really bad play. But at the end of the day, I mean, yeah. this offensive line's getting no push on this no. on anyone. They listen. They had 150 yards against the Texans, but everyone's doing that against the Texans. The Bears are doing that against the Texans. They did it better against the Texans than we did. We have not been able to to push anyone on the defense on the that offensive line since the Texans game and it's it's going to be the downfall of this team it's going to be the downfall of this team if we cannot run the football because the reason that the that the Titans won this game is because Ryan Tannehill only had to throw the ball 21 times because your running back is averaging five yards a carry in this game that's why they won because at the end of the day, Derrick Henry in the first half was getting anything he wanted. He was getting almost nine yards a carry in the first half. 
Like it's just, it's ridiculous how like so effective the Titans did it. That's what the Colts want to be, but yet the Colts can't be that because they can't execute it like that. They say they want to be like that, but they can't do it because they don't execute it. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we pretty much ran through the majority of it. So Matt Ryan, yeah, gave us a chance to win there, but still looked terrible in the first half. Didn't make plays when it mattered in the second half. Jonathan Taylor, no chance for him to do anything because there was no room for him to run at all. Uh, No chance at all for him. And I mean, the receiving core, congratulations to the receiving core. I mean, seriously, Alec, I mean, Michael Pittman, your number one wide receiver was your third, was your sixth leading receiver in this game. I mean, it was, it's pretty fantastic that so many other guys really stepped up and made some big, big plays. Absolutely. But, and I, I think the encouraging thing is here, Derek, if there is a silver lining, is there, you, there's a lot of guys that are showing out right now, young wide receivers and young tight ends that are showing out. So that is, I guess, encouraging. If there is an encouraging thing is like, okay, like we, I feel, I don't know about you, but like the last two weeks, I feel a lot better about the receiving core, like the tight ends and wide receivers than I do than I did say, you know, week one in the preseason and stuff like that. So I guess if there is something to be positive about, it is that like whoever takes over, you know, next year, if it's a, which I think might be a new regime, if things keep continuing, at least they'll have some talented guys like the Kylan Grantsons, the Jelani Woods, the Alec Pierce's, the Michael Pittman's. So like this receiving core is actually, I, I think if Ballard was right on one thing, I think it was probably good that he's stuck with this receiving core because the last two weeks they've really shown out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you're right. I mean, there's really not much you can say about uh, anything bad about this receiving core. I mean, everybody really stepped up. Uh, yep. It's a travesty that, you know, Pittman only had three catches for 31 yards, but yeah. I mean, it was fantastic to see the tight ends all step up in a big way. Uh, mm-hmm. Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell both had good days. So at the end of the day, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is, but I mean, Hines yeah. really Hines only being only having the ball in his hands three times today also is kind of a, uh, a severe letdown. Yeah. You didn't uh, use it until the second half. What's the deal with that, man? You know, Frank again, play calling again, it. play yeah. calling and understanding your, your s- situation, right? Just like weird. That's that is that's what it is. I mean, it's it's understanding your situation, and obviously the Colts' offense of coaching staff is not getting it. I will say this, and I don't want to dog on a man while he's down, but and I don't know if like it was because he got hurt on that play, but Jonathan Taylor, man, can't fumble that football there. No, I mean that killed the drive. That was the drive that you were thinking was going to get you the chance to tie that game right there. And I think it was probably because he twisted an ankle or something on that play and just in pain, just let go of the football. I'm not sure. You can't fumble that football, man. You can't fumble that. And of course, again, Matt Ryan as well, fumbling the ball twice in this freaking game. Dude, like you're in the league for 15 years. How is this now just becoming an issue? Like why? Why can you not secure a snap and why can you not protect the football? That's what we thought you like. You never had that issue before. And now all of a sudden he can't hold on to the football anywhere. Like it's sad. 
And that's it, why you need a better – that's why you need a young quarterback to come in here and do something. But at the same time, like when Matt Ryan got proper protection, he could cook, man. He, he could deliver yeah. it when he gets proper protection. But, the, yeah, the issue is when he got sacked, he couldn't hold on. He wouldn't hold on the ball, like you said. You know, two fumbles, lost one of them, um, and then obviously the interception. So potentially three turnovers Matt Ryan would have had today. Only Fortunately for the Colts, only had two. Um, but – yeah, I mean, it's an issue, man. It's, it's definitely something that it's just like, uh, it's, it, you know, but, you know, regardless of if you get a franchise quarterback, which I think has to be a must at this point next year, like you can't keep band-aiding over the position like you've done and you can't be scared to take a chance because you're going to end up in this situation, you know, where, you know, I do sometimes wonder, and maybe I'm just crazy here, Derek, but I do wonder, like, for these, you know, starts that are poor, is it just the fact that the Colts have a new starting quarterback every single year? That's not obviously all the issues, but is that an issue? You know, like because you have a new signal caller every year, things are going to be different about your offense every single year. So it's going to take them time. Now, I do think there's other issues even more this year than there have been in the past. But like, just get a franchise guy in there that you roll with, man. I think I don't think he can do any worse at this point. You know, um, obviously Matt Ryan. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just, you know, I think he's got to obviously shore up the fumbles and then obviously you got to protect him better. Um, but I wouldn't be mad. You know, you have him for two years. You know, why not draft a quarterback this year and kind of let him sit behind Ryan? And if Ryan's struggling next year, you play that guy. You know, I don't, I don't really have an issue with that because, I mean, you are locked in or maybe you trade Ryan and get some sort of value. I don't know. But the one thing is obvious, this team is not executing when they need to execute. They've brought in all these veteran guys, but nothing is changing, Derek. It's the same old, same old with this team. It's so Colts at this point. You know, it's just so predictable. And it's unfortunate. I, I hate that it's so predictable, but this team does it to themselves. And then that has been the one thing about the Frank Reich era. There's a lot of things I can't stand. But the main thing I can't stand is I can predict what this team is going to do anymore. And I don't want to do that. I want this team to surprise me, but I'm not surprised anymore because they just keep doing this, you know? Yeah. It's like, we all see it. We all see it. And I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Colts are the only team in the NFL that have not scored more than 20 points this season. And Gee, I mean, it, it's this offense is atrocious. And because of that, the Colts after this weekend are going to be in the top 10 in the drafting order to start yeah. this season out They're at, they're at number 13 right now, but you have four or five games that could determine if any of those teams get wins. They're going to probably be in the top eight in the drafting order right now. And mm -hmm. that's atrocious. You thought this team was going to be a playoff team. And sure enough, this team is just, it has not met any expectations. I mean, if there's one other silver lining to this, Cody, is, I mean, it sucks that, uh, the defense, you know, plays only one half of football as well. But at least the one good thing about it is, is that when their defense actually uh, plays one half of football, they dominate in that one half of football. At least mm -hmm. they give their team a shot. And yeah. just the offense just can't take care of it. See, I just wonder if it's like, you know, we talk about the coaching, how it's holding this team back. I truly believe that at this point, because you see the seeps of talent that come out in this team. Right, you see the offense, you know, looking really, really good in the passing department. You see them run the ball effectively sometimes, right? You see the defense play elite sometimes. Yeah, but 
it's like it's just like you see it in spurts. It's almost like the talent is almost trying to like cover up for the ineptitude, I think, in the coaching staff. And, you know, just ultimately can't do it, you know, at this point. And it's just hard to say what's next because it's like, you know, you don't want this team to quit. But like at this point, I just don't know, man, because you've, you know, you've just continued to shoot yourselves in the foot. This has been a trend. It's like, I want this team to compete. But also if this has just been a trend now, it's like, I want this trend to stop and almost hit the reset button and restart with this team. Mm -hmm. Like. And at this point, I think you can do that. Like, I think you can. You still have some guys that are, you know, in their 20s, you know, mid to late 20s. So I still think that is achievable here. Um, I do think you're going to have to move on from a few guys for sure. Um, but the thing is, I don't think that the Colts are not a talented team. I think they have talent. I do. I just think they're not being properly developed or properly coached. And I think that's it. You know, I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess a few shout outs you can give to uh, some of these defensive players. I mean, Grover Stewart definitely did his damnedest to try to disrupt some things. Shout out to some of the guys who got sacks. Grover Stewart had one. Quiddy Pay had one. Dio Dangbo came in late in that game and started creating havoc for the team. Uh, I mean, I mean, and it, it sucks because it's like uh, DeForest Buckner, you know, was playing hurt and he obviously was not fully right for that game. So that certainly yeah. didn't help things. So DeForest Buckner actually didn't even log in a stat. Like he had a pressure, but he never even logged in a stat in this game. And Yannick Ngakwe had one tackle. That's it. Nothing. Uh, I mean, and it's and of course Shaquille Leonard coming back and then Zaire Franklin hitting him and giving him a concussion. Uh, that didn't help things at all. So no. you know, like this team was playing on. Uh, injury reserve like from the beginning uh i it sucks man because like geez this like if we don't give up that many points to start to get and you know what unfortunately they were dealt the short end of the stick to start that game due to the fact that they were placed at the 30 yard line to start the game because matt ryan fumbles the freaking football you know, so yep. how many times is this Colts offense? I can only imagine this Colts defense getting a ton better if the offense didn't get off the field so dang quickly and never scored points. It's got to be so demoralizing as a defensive player to know that your team just never scores enough points to catch you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the defense, to their credit, you know, they they came back in that second half and they played great you know like you said they shut out the titans like they gave the colts every chance that they needed you know i don't even really fault the defense for that first score because yeah you're right you gave them at the ball the 30 yard line like so yeah it's just the defense wasn't obviously great because they did allow 24 points in and everything but still like the offense did them zero favors at all and the defense stepped up when needed and the defense was not the issue in this game especially in the second half so, yeah, it's just it's bad, man. It's it's really bad at this point. So, and Naheem Hines just tweeted, just uh, no commented saying it's been the offense. The defense has done its job. The offense is what's wrong with this team. Literally, Kiefer really? just said that. Said honestly, I think it's been the offense. The defense has done its job. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Like that's it. I mean, just yeah, blame everything on the offense. What is going on with this offense that is so bad? Everything, apparently. 
That's, I mean, that's a hundred percent true. Um, but you know, how much of that is the offensive coaching staff as well, you know? So it's just weird because you hired a guy like Frank Reich to be this offensive guru. That's what people said, right? And your offense outside of really the one year with Andrew Luck has really not ever been that great, all things considered. So it's just weird. Um, and I don't, yeah, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words if you can't tell because it's just like, how does this team go out and beat the Chiefs and then just give this game away to the Titans? You know? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just giving up trying to figure out this team. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I said, I just tweeted saying, it's sad that we're four weeks into the season and I'm already thinking of draft order. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you know what? You know, it's funny. I was like, this is literally like purgatory because like the Colts offense goes down and drives and drives. And you're like, oh, they're looking good. And then they just completely like self-destruct. It's like, you have these glimpses of, oh, this team could be really good. This offense could be really good. And then they just self-destruct. And you're like, I just hate it here. Like, this is so dumb. It's so like, it's so dumb. This heck? team should not be one, two, and one through the first four weeks of the season when you had when you had the the Texans, the Jaguars, the Chiefs, and the and the Tennessee Titans. Right now, you should yeah. be two and two. You should be you know, two Derek, and two. Um, at at the bare minimum, at least then we would be sitting here and I think it'd feel a tad bit different in a way. At least if you had beaten the Texans, you had beaten the Chiefs, like you would at least be in the middle, almost in the middle of the pack when it comes to NFL teams and there's still a chance for you. But yeah, this, this is atrocious. Uh, and don't worry guys, we'll come up with, uh, some more videos to talk about. Let me know your guys' thoughts on this team and what videos you guys want us to discuss. We'll talk about coaches. We'll talk about players. We'll talk about draft order, who to get, things like that at this point. At this point, I think it's time we already have that discussion. But yeah. that's going to do it for one this more one. Point. One more point I yeah. have um, before we go. This is now – how many years has Frank Reich been the coach? Five 2018. Okay. Three out of five years through the first quarter of the season, the Colts all have a losing record under Frank Reich. And let Three me guess, like, let me guess what a, one of the other, uh, one of the other, you said through week five, they've had a losing record. So like the first four weeks that we've just like, this is week, week four, right? So, and then I'm guessing the one of those years record. they went two and two. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I, I don't remember the one year in 2019. I think they were actually decent. Um, they were probably around there. I don't remember offhand, but you know the three years, right? 2018, Colts were one in five. Yep. Last year, the Colts were, I don't even remember the record. I know they had a losing record. They were like two and four or something like that, or something like that coming into you know four weeks. I don't remember what their record was, but it was a losing record. And then obviously this year, <laughs> same deal. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, uh, I, yeah. we'll be sure to... Figure this out a little bit more, guys, as we go along. But uh, thank you guys again so much for tuning in. We hope uh, that you enjoy. We really appreciate your support. And as always, guys, go Colts. (laughs) 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.